0: 1015 FM, 720 AM. K-DON, the talk of Las Vegas. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. One full hour of wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's bring on the host. Here is Mark Hoke. All right, everybody, welcome to Saturday Night Special Summer Slammy Edition of the Mark Hoke Show. I'm Mark Hoke. Thanks for being with us. And I have a very special guest in here who I hope will be joining me a few more times on the radio here on KDWN on this number one professional wrestling wrestling show in Las Vegas. I can't even say it. I'm that excited that this guy is here. He's like the lord of reporting, the the god of the pen at Poker News. He is Chad Holloway. Chad, what's going on, big guy?
1: Mark, my friend, I'm very excited to finally be here with you. I know you've been trying to get me on the show for quite some time, and uh, it's finally happening in what better day than the 35th edition of SummerSlam on this Saturday. Uh, it's very exciting in the wrestling world.
0: Yes, it is. It has been something else. A lot of wild things happening. You know, I I know I got you turned on to all elite wrestling.
1: You did. Finally. You did. Yep. And I went to the pay-per-view here in Las Vegas uh, back in the end of May, I believe it was. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was. I was a huge wrestling fan when I was a kid. Late 90s, the whole Monday Night Wars. I was a big WCW fan. Fell out of it for a very long time, but got back into WWE
0: probably about four or five years ago. And then, as you said, AEW even more recently. Yeah, so we're going to kind of hit what's going on at SummerSlam. What's been going on with Vincent Kennedy McMahon? Boy, he's been a bad, bad boy. He's in a little bit of trouble now.
1: It's uh, Yeah, I mean, it just seems to come in waves. It seemed like it was a snowball that started small but has picked up and gotten to be
0: like this avalanche of just bad news. Yeah, this is not good news for Vince. Right now, WWE SummerSlam, probably the, the second biggest wrestling event for world wrestling entertainment, is happening right now. The main event as the Tribal Chief is in the ring, Roman Reigns, And the beast incarnate Brock Lesnar is headed to the ring right now. So as this goes on, I'm kind of hard to do a radio show and watch TV at the same time, but I'll kind of keep my eyes peeled as somebody's going to be walking out with the WWE Unified Universal Heavyweight, whatever the heck they're calling it, double championship. And this could be it for our Reigns-Lesnar rivalry as well. Chad, your thoughts should, no matter what happens tonight,
1: I think yeah, I think you're right. It's kind of got to be the end. Where do you go from here? I, I'm honestly kind of tired of it. It's uh, it's just been this back and forth uh, rivalry, and I don't know. This last one just seemed a little forced to me, if you will, when Brock Lesnar just kind of came back out of the blue. But I don't know who else they get to go against Roman Reigns at this point. You know, they've he's already went through Goldberg, um, and you know a lot of the other competitions. So it, it'll be interesting to see how tonight ends. Likely, what we're on the air. Uh, But then also, like you
0: say, where they go from here. And, of course, the other situation is our little buddy Theory. I call him the elf on the shelf right now because he is holding the money in the bank briefcase. If you guys don't know what the money in the bank briefcase is, they have a ladder match and there's a briefcase at the top. Whoever got the briefcase gets to challenge at any point for a world championship. Reigns has them both. We've seen crazy things happen. Theory has said that after these guys go through this last man standing match and beat the crud out of each other, that somebody is going down and Theory's going to be the champ. Brock Lesnar, by the way, I have to call this right now, has put on a cowboy hat and is driving a backhoe up the ring.
1: <laughs> of course he is.
0: I am dead serious right now. This may be the first WWE entrance with a backhoe.
1: Well, it's got to come into play, right? He's 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 driving that to make use of it. I'm assuming, like, does he pin Roman Reigns underneath the backhoe to keep him from standing back up? That would seem to be the natural course of things. If I was driving a backhoe down to the wrestling ring,
0: we see McFoley get pinned with a
1: uh, a forklift. That's right. Could this be the next level up from
0: there? Wow? And Lesnar is just laughing all the way to the ring. This is hilarious. Reigns is just up on the ropes like, what in God's name is going on? This is unbelievable. <laughs> Guys, if you have Peacock right now, I would say hop on board. Unless they're smiling up, joking with the fans. Oh, this is going to be wild. Oh, my Lord. Anyway, so let's go over what has happened so far tonight on the SummerSlam card. And Chad will get your reaction to this. We have Bianca Belair defending the Raw Women's Championship against Becky Lynch. Bianca with a successful defense, and uh, I did get to watch a lot of this match. Becky, a lot of terrific counters, pretty solid match, but Bianca Belair wins. But, oh no, no, Bad Bad Bailey is back. I saw that. Yeah!
1: It got me pretty excited, because I was wondering where she has been. And all of a sudden, when I just forget about her, boom, there she is. And I think it's going to coincide with... Uh, you had this match between Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair. It seems to be that maybe that is the final stamp on that rivalry because they kind of came together at the end of the match. Maybe this is where we see Becky Lynch go from kind of her her heel turn back into a a baby face, and I think the fans are clamoring for that.
0: Well, here's what happened, too, at the end of the match. Becky, or Bailey, comes out, and then she is churled by Dakota Kai, who had just been released about uh, two months ago? Was it May? So she just got her walking papers from Vinnie Mack, but apparently, you know, know, there's a new sheriff in town, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon have taken over. So Dakota Kai comes out, and then Io Shirai, who was also in NXT, was a longtime champion, and rumors were she was going to be headed out the door. She comes out. So the three of them hit the ring, and they're about ready to beat down Bianca, and then Becky hops in the ring. So she was standing shoulder to shoulder with her rival, Bianca Belair. And there you go. So, so a pretty exciting wrap up to that match. And boy, I'll tell you, I got to say, I'm excited to have Bad Bad Bailey back. I missed her.
1: I think so too. I've always been a fan. I'll be curious to see how they utilize her into the mix. The overall storylines that happen. And like I said, I think Becky Lynch. This is a great opportunity for her to move back towards being a, a babyface, a fan favorite. I think that's more natural fit for her as a, as opposed to being a heel. And I'm. What better way to do it than have uh, Bailey take over the heel role? Bianca Belair can use her you know, babyface stardom to bring Becky Lynch back to that side. I'm sure there'll be some tag team matches uh, between some of these combinations you just mentioned, but we'll have to wait and see.
0: Yeah, and by the way, Lesnar rolled the backhoe up to the ring, climbed up into the shoveling part of the backhoe. I'm sorry, I'm not up on my backhoe terms. <laughs> climbed up in there, Reigns was staring down, and Lesnar jumped out of it and jumped on Roman Reigns to start the match. So the backhoe has already come into play, and it is still parked next to the ring. Good God. Logan Paul taking on The Miz tonight, and I got to see this one as well, and Logan Paul wins the match, and he looked pretty good. He's a natural, it seems. Uh, You know, other than... AJ Styles kind of got involved, and apparently he's been working with Logan Paul. The Phenomenal Forearm he did, eh, no. But the the five-star frog splash off the top rope onto the announcer's table, that was pretty sweet. So Logan Paul gets the win over the Miz tonight. Bobby Lashley defending the United States Heavyweight Championship at SummerSlam against Theory, the Money in the Bank holder, uh, briefcase holder, and Lashley wipes him out in under five minutes. So Bobby Lashley, uh, an easy win over mr elf in the shelf but uh,
1: it's pretty interesting what they've done with theory they've turned him into a legitimate heel he gets a lot of heat people love to hate theory it seems and i have a feeling we haven't seen the last of him tonight i know we're talking about him right now you know getting whooped up on by bobby lashley and whatever it was you said five minutes but he's got that money in the bank uh contract as you said and right now that match is going on with Lesnar and Reigns with the backhoe in play.
0: I don't know. Somehow theory is going (laughs) to factor into it. Did you ever think you'd say that? I mean, we've seen some crazy (laughs) things over the years in wrestling, but did you ever think that the phrase with the backhoe in play would be something you've been saying in professional wrestling? I can't say.
1: No, I can't say that. Oh, my
0: God. By the way, this is the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN 1015 FM, 720 a.m. I am the aforementioned Mark Hoke, Chad Holloway from Poker News, hanging out with me tonight. Next match on SummerSlam, the Mysterios were taking on the Judgment Day. Finn Balor and Damian Priest. No disqualification tag team match on this one. And everybody's just been waiting for Dominic, the son of Rey Mysterio, to turn. Including my Sunday co-host, Andrew Fishfane. Who we can once again mock tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Because no heel turn for Dominic. Edge actually shows up plays into the end of this match and the Mysterios get the victory
1: I gotta say I mentioned earlier that I list—I was a big WCW fan when I was younger and that was when Rey Mysterio was coming onto the scene so one of the things I really enjoyed when I got back into wrestling was seeing some of the people who were still around and there was only a handful and I think Rey Mysterio is the last uh, kind of the old guard that is still wrestling on a consistent basis and it's just amazing to me the career he's had because he was huge back in WCW and here he is still killing it I think he just celebrated his 20th anniversary with the WWE uh, just incredible and now you know as you mentioned his son Dominic passing down that knowledge and those skills and uh, it's just really impressive as a to see Ray Mysterio is that wrestler who bridges the gap for me from when I used to watch when I was younger to getting back on board with it He's been that consistent uh, player in the wrestling world, and
0: it's really impressive to see. Yeah, really, it's down to him and Chris Jericho. That's right. I mean, Jericho's probably, you know, I don't know how much wrestling Mysterio did in the territory days, but Jericho actually wrestled in Stampede Wrestling up in Calgary. So he's seen it all from back before Vince took over everything until until now. So.
1: And then there'll be Ric Flair as well, because isn't he wrestling today yeah, or tomorrow yeah, Rick or something? Is,
0: I don't count Ric Flair. <laughs> Ric Flair's last match is tomorrow. But, yeah, Okay. It's a great card, though, by the way. I, I would love to watch that card. Not excited about the main event, but okay. Uh, we had Pat McAfee taking on Happy Corbin. A terrific finish on this. McAfee wins the match. Little by Crook. Showed off his punting skills and... Took care of uh, Mr. Corbin's huevos Rancheros at the end of the match, and then finished him off with a coat red. So Pat McAfee, who is ridiculously over, everybody loves Pat McAfee. Every time he's wrestled, the fans are going nuts. But Pat McAfee gets the non-shocking win on Happy Corbin tonight. Pat McAfee's just a phenomenon.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mentioned it with Logan Paul, and I'll say it with, about Pat McAfee as well. It's kind of a natural. I've been pretty impressed with. His wrestling skills, getting out from behind the microphone in the commentary booth there and getting in the ring, it's been pretty impressive. And I think it's awesome that he's so into wrestling, that you know, he's famous outside of the wrestling world. He's got his highly successful show. He had his NFL career. But he has a passion and a skill set for wrestling. And I think that's doing a lot of positive for the WWE right now.
0: Yeah, he's been a wrestling fan since he's been a kid. So it's good to see somebody actually cares about the business and coming in and doing well. Um, we had the Usos taking on the Street Profits with J E Double T. The Tennessee kid, Jeff Jarrett, referee in the match. And the Usos come out on top. So that may be it for the Street Profits. Let's uh, we'll see where they go. I'm them. splitting them up, Chad. It's
1: possible. I'm more interested to see now who will be the you know, number one contenders to the Usos, if you will. I, as you know, Mark, I'm a big Otis fan. Uh, I love the <laughs> Alpha Academy with him and uh, Chad Gable, and it would just be awesome in my for my own personal enjoyment to
0: see them have some sort of feud. Yeah, I would certainly enjoy that. Alpha Academy's fun. I love Chad Gable, too, so... Yeah, we'll see where that ends up. Uh, you know, A lot of different teams could be uh, fighting for those belts, but unfortunately, it looks like the Street Profits are East Y after a clean loss tonight. Uh, Liv Morgan and Ronda Rousey. Chad, we were just catching the end of this when you came into the building. And uh, some controversy with the former UFC champion and the SmackDown Women's Champion as Ronda had her in an arm bar, but her shoulders were down. Liv is tapping out at the two count, but the referee doesn't see it because she was the referee was counting Ronda Rousey's shoulders down. So Rousey gets pinned, loses the match, and then she loses her mind. Woo! <laughs> Ronda's putting arm bars on everybody. We were calling for our good buddy Adam Pierce to come out and get arm barred. Maybe a couple fans would have been kind of fun, but. Yeah, Ronda Rousey loses it. And it looks like do we have a bad bad Ronda Rousey now too?
1: I think so. You know, I work in the poker industry and there's a player named Phil Helmuth, aka the poker brat, who just cannot lose with grace and dignity. He always has to be, you know, a brat and throw a fit. And that was what Ronda Rousey reminded me here is she got very angry. Ooh. She let the emotions get the better of her and now it does seem like this feud between um, Ronda Rousey and Liv Morgan will continue, but with Rousey maybe being the heel in this situation because it certainly wasn't a good look for her, in my opinion. I can understand the frustration, but man, she went—you know—that she threw the ref on the ground, put him in the iron bar. They had to try to separate him. It was—it was not pretty. It was kind of a Ken Shamrocky kind
0: of thing. Yeah,
1: that's a good—that's good analogy.
0: Yeah, pretty much lost it. Uh, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar are currently destroying office furniture. Hmm. With the, with uh, the
1: we, backhoe or just n- No just oh, okay. just uh, on their
0: own <laughs> I'm, There's so many pieces Of table out there right now I'm counting let's see one two Oh man they're All busted up they're putting each Other through broken tables at this point Of course it's a last man standing match So the rules on a last man standing match Are if you are down on the Ground you have to be count A, a ten count has to be reached Before you stand up if you don't Make the count you lose and Brock Lesnar is back on the backhoe. Oh my God, what is going on here? I oh lordy, this is this Chad. This is going to be something else.
1: I'm jealous. I can't see the the screen from my current seat, and I can only see your face reacting to what you're seeing on the screen. And all I can say is I can't wait to go home, fire up Peacock, and watch the replay of this SummerSlam because yeah. uh, this is like. It sounds like can't-miss entertainment. Yeah,
0: this is something else. And, of course, this is the first uh, WWE pay-per-view, excuse me, premium live event, pardon me, with Vince McMahon not at the helm. That's crazy. So we already saw a little touch of that because, obviously, Dakota Kai coming back was not... Vince McMahon was not big on her. And she all of a sudden shows up. Neo Shirai had been kind of pushed off to the side in NXT, and they both show up on the main roster... And of course, Triple H, who has now been appointed not only the head of talent relations, but is now also in charge of creative, which means he writes all he's the final say on who wins, who loses the storylines, everything that goes on on the TV shows. I mean, that's that's what creative is. You are in charge of all the creative stuff that happens. Uh, He's already putting a little bit of a stamp on things, Chad. I don't know if uh, father-in-law is going to be too happy about that, but. Does it matter i don't think
1: it does at this point it's a new era for the wwe with what's happening uh, you know i was listening to uh, a guy i enjoy i've read his book i listened to his podcast eric bischoff you know, mm-hmm. he was in charge of wcw back in the day and he's not active in the wrestling business anymore as far as you know writing storylines and things like that but he's still got his fingers on the pulse and he had said you know the difference even between now and 20 years ago when wcw was around is things have become much more corporate. And in this world, the way things are nowadays, especially in a corporate structure, there can't be any shenanigans. There can't be, Mm. you know, all the bookkeeping has to add up and and things like that. And when it doesn't, in an instance like this, when there's malfeasance, you know, somebody's got to pay the price and it's not going to happen again. And um, I think it is. I think Vince McMahon's days in the WWE are completely
0: over. I think so, too. Well, and if you didn't hear the latest oh, and by the way, I should mention this: uh, Lesnar put Reigns into the backhoe, took him for a little bit of a ride, and then dumped him into the ring out of the backhoe. <laughs> I hope he's got a license so, to operate that heavy machinery. Are you going to ask Brock Lesnar if he needs a license to do that thing? <laughs> I hope you. Some, somebody... You're a Midwest guy, and you know he's from South Dakota. That's true. right. That's true. He's got property out there. He butchers. I'm not telling Brock Lesnar whether he can ride a back, drive the backhoe or not. I think he's okay. That's fair. Okay, I'm not going to say anything. That's for sure. Oh, so Reigns is down right now and being counted, but I doubt this match is far from over. So, wow. Of course, the main event of SummerSlam going on right now. Uh, Well, Chad, uh, let's. You know, we'll keep going a little bit. We'll we'll get we'll get into more of Vince McMahon a little bit. Um, So far, from what you've seen on SummerSlam tonight. Uh, any, any surprises? Any, anything that's standing out to you s- this evening at this point?
1: Oh, the, I think the biggest surprise to me, I guess, would be uh, we mentioned it—the return of Bailey in the match there with Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch, and kind of the uh, seeing those two come together and to see Bianca Belair get the win there uh it was kind of surprising i did halfway expect to see maybe a title change maybe theory beat bobby lashley or for the usos finally to lose the tag team titles but neither of those things happened and so um it's i guess maybe a little surprising that it didn't because i was kind of thinking that it would but um i i think the biggest surprise is yet to come maybe in uh, the main event because it uh, it's sounds like a heck of a match already and then as we said Mr. Money in
0: the Bank could be waiting in the wings. Could you imagine going through a Summer Slam with no title change? That would be wow. Yeah, that would be interesting. Of course, last year's was here at Allegiant Stadium, which I got to attend and saw a couple titles change hands that night. But now, hmm, this will this is going to get interesting. Oh, baby!
1: <laughs> you know what I'm oh. je- I'm jealous of is I already mentioned it. I'm a big fan of Otis and Otis was Mr. Money in the Bank a couple of years ago mm-hmm. but then they did the whole you know the whole arc where the Miz got the briefcase away from him through legal means and that was pretty disappointing as a big Otis fan to see he never got to cash in
0: on it well there have been some mistakes with Money in the Bank and and I know you're a big Otis fan but he wasn't ready for that he, he, we we're seeing and and honestly we're we're seeing a scenario that's similar with theory that a lot of people are saying he's not ready for that he, they just you know Vince decided this was his guy. They gave him the big push. He gets the Money in the Bank briefcase, and all everybody's saying is he's not ready. And it's not that he's a bad wrestler. I think he's a great wrestler, but he's they. As you go through prof, you know professional wrestling, you need to build somebody up through you know whatever storylines and so on. You have to get a guy to that level. So do so. Do you think it's
1: a Like putting in your dues, sort of not ready as opposed to like not ready
0: in a skill set manner. Well, I I think it's more, I think it's more of you have to get the fans to feel like this is a guy that could be a world champion. And if you, you know, he just kind of popped up, he was Vince's pet project. I liked him with the US title. I think they should have let him run with that for a while, you know, by hook or by crook, however you want. Let him keep the US title for a while and build him up. And then maybe next year, you could have put him in this spot and it would have been a lot more believable. I mean, that's one of the things if you're a wrestling fan, you have to suspend reality. This is an athletic soap opera. You know, we don't, we, we as wrestling fans don't make any bones about that. But you have to, you have to elevate a guy slowly to get to that point. We had one with Jinder Mahal a few years ago. Uh, Jinder Mahal was an Indian wrestler. He had just come back. He'd been fired from the company. Comes back in, was really turned into a jobber, which means you know somebody that loses matches all the time. And all of a sudden, out of the blue, because they're going on a tour of India, he wins this six-way match and then beats Randy Orton for the world title out of the blue, and nobody bought it. Now It just wasn't, how is this guy world champion when he never won matches before this? If they'd have been planning ahead and build him up for six to eight months or a year before this tour, that would have been another story. So, you know, theory's kind of stuck in this spot. You know, and Otis is kind of like, What the heck? <laughs> What's happening? My God. We're headed to break soon. Lesnar, I don't, I didn't see what happened to Reigns here because he's tumbled out of the ring, but the ring is on the backhoe was put under the ring, and the ring is tilted in the air oh, right now. Right. Goodness. Oh, I, I gotta, You've got to be it. kidding me. i got to see this. They are pulling out all the stops tonight, kids. Holy buckets. With that little bit of a cliffhanger, we're going to take a break. <laughs> Come back for more on the Mark Hoke Show. It's the SummerSlam Edition. I've got Chad Holloway in here with me. Hanging out, and we'll talk a little bit real quick about what's been going on in Chad at Poker News World Series. Of Poker just wrapped up, and a whole lot more. So stick around, everybody. We'll be right back here on KDWN, 101.5 FM, 720 AM, The Talk of Las Vegas. Hi, this is Mark Hope. Has out-of-control inflation, gas prices, and grocery costs wrecked your wallet? Then check into automated day trading with Trading Made Easy. Trading Made Easy has spent five years helping people put cash in their pockets with their simple-to-use day trading software. So if you're ready to leave that 9-to-5 job behind, visit TradingMadeEasy.com or call 800-971-4160 to sign up for a free live training seminar right now. That's TradingMadeEasy.com. 1015 FM, 720 AM, K Don, the talk of Las Vegas. You're listening to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Vegas, The Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Now, here again is Mark Hoke. Good Lord. This is The Mark Hoke Show. The number one professional wrestling show in Las Vegas. And by the way, don't forget to join us with the usual team. Uh, Myself, Joe DeFalco, and Andrew Fishfane tomorrow at 8 a.m. We'll be wrapping up this SummerSlam coverage. But, wow, there's SummerSlam coverage going on right now. Chad, I'll give you a couple words to describe the scene that you have just seen in this main event. Let's hear it. It's... This is brutal. I got a little taste of it on
1: the break. I got to come over and see the ring tilted up like it was. Bodies everywhere. Broken tables everywhere. A money in the bank briefcase lying on the ground. What's
0: the scene over there right now? It is over. Oh, it's over. So after Paul Heyman took an F5 through a table, uh, Reigns got a couple spears in. Couldn't finish him off. Reigns hit him in the head with a belt. Couldn't finish him off. The Usos were out there. They were dead for a while. But now Roman Reigns and Theory came out. He got killed. So did not get to cash in his money in the bank briefcase. But Reigns and the Usos buried Lesnar under all that debris around the ring. Knocked him out. We've got a, a ring tilted up on a backhoe. We've got Lesnar buried under all sorts of stuff. We've got the Usos congratulating now collapsed Roman Reigns. This is an unbelievable scene. Wow. I can't wait to really get to pay attention to this match. Because I'm definitely going and watching it again. Oh, here's the, uh, they're doing a replay of Lesnar pushing and lifting the ring. Wow! With tobacco. Oh my God!
1: Oh, I'd hate to be the janitor at the Nissan <laughs> Stadium to have to
0: clean that mess up. Oh my Lord! So Roman Reigns retains. Yes, he does. Wow! Now we don't know if the broadcast is over yet. That's true. We gotta. We'll, we'll see if Reigns escapes. But theory kind of got decked, so I don't think we're gonna see a cash in tonight. But wow! Hit him with a briefcase hit him with the belt hit him with oh my lord and that that is just a pile of stuff so SummerSlam wrapping up right now for wwe looks like a pretty solid pay-per-view for the guys tonight so triple h gets a little pat on the back we'll uh, give that one to him
1: yeah i think it's pretty entertaining like you said i just can't wait to get back home fire up peacock and watch the replay so i can really get into it but on the face of things, seeing the results, seeing some of the highlights on social media, and getting to watch a little bit of it here in the studio with you, uh, it seems like Slammer Slam 2022 is a hit.
0: <laughs> they just took a camera shot walking under the ring towards Roman Reigns, and I said that under walking under the ring. Wow!
1: It's, yeah, they they went, they thought out of the box on this one. I'd I'd never seen a wrestling ring. Quite like that.
0: No. We've seen the collapses done. Like one of the most memorable ones was Mark Henry and the Big Show, when Mark Henry superplexed uh Big Show off the ring. Of course, Mark Henry weighs about three hundred and eighty pounds, and Big Show at the time was about four fifty five. And they had the ring rig that when they did the suplex that it collapsed. So we've seen that one a couple of times. But Reigns is right now walking out of the ring with his titles headed down the aisle. Lesnar's still on the ground. I think they unburied him.
1: Oh, man. I mean, it's interesting. I know it's not over yet as far as the broadcast goes. It sounds like the match is over, and then it would beg the question for me,
0: where does it go from here? Yeah. Well, of course, we've got the clash in the castle coming up. Uh, So that'll be Drew McIntyre, who beat Sheamus in a pretty good match on SmackDown, by the way. And they gave them plenty of time for that match, too. They did a... I forgot what it was called, but they had all sorts of uh, Irish weapons and things like that. But they gave that one about 30 minutes, which is not a typical WWE thing to do. Especially on SmackDown. So once again, that's kind of... that's probably a little bit of a Triple H in there. Now, Vince had written Raw, but I don't think he had SmackDown written. Before he took his leave, so I think Triple H may have said, "Hey, you know, of course he's very good friends with Sheamus, been working together forever." Said, "Hey, we're gonna give we're gonna give you and Drew a really good match tonight on SmackDown," and they did it.
1: I gotta give a shout out to Drew McIntyre. I read his book not long ago. I think late last year. It was very impressed just with the the quality of the writing and the book itself, and moreover his story. I didn't know too much about him. Um, when I got back into WWE and then seeing him win the Royal Rumble and defeat Brock Lesnar you know, during the, the pandemic situation, uh-huh. I just uh, reading about his career and how he fell off only to make a comeback, I was really impressed. It was a great,
0: great read. I can't recommend it more. Yeah, and you know, hopefully you know, we'll get to see a good match with Drew. And we are off the air on SummerSlam. So it is over. We have no cash in. And Roman Reigns has escaped with his titles. Which I think we kind of expected that Reigns was going to win this match, but the, the theory factor was there.
1: Right, and the streak continues, right? He, isn't he the, now, the, or he has been, or is close to the longest reigning champion in WWE history? He's chasing Hogan now.
0: Right. It's just, I mean, he'll never get to where San Martino and Backlund were. You know, San Martino was champ uh, for about, was that rain, eight or nine years before Ivan Koloff beat him. So that that's not going to happen. But uh, he's, he's chasing down Hogan now. Hogan was around four years, and Reigns is slowly getting there.
1: It's, uh, it's interesting. It could very well happen. I don't know who stops him at this point in time.
0: Well, know? I think we're waiting for Cody Rhodes. That could be. I think we're waiting for Cody Rhodes. But we shall see. Of course, uh, this is the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN, 101.5 FM, 720 a.m., the talk of Las Vegas. And by the way, i got to take a time out and mention brand-new sponsor of the show. And, of course, I should say Chad Holloway's from Poker News is here. Hanging you. out with me. Yes, thank you. But tell us about the sponsor. They're the ones who keep the lights on. That's right. Trading made easy. Guys, look, we all know prices are up on everything. Gas, groceries, The inflation's out of hand. We all need money, right? If you are tired of that 9-to-5 grind or you just want to make some extra money, so put a little little case in your pocket. All you have to do is go to Trading Mad Easy. They take out it, they keep it, they even simplify this for you by taking out an E and get it. You can get into automated day trading. All right. So they have this great software. They'll, you can get go to uh, tradingmadeasy.com and sign up for a free webinar. No obligation. Check it out. See if it's something you like. And if you want to get into it, all you got to do on this thing is they train you how to do the trading. And then you set it and forget it, baby. That's perfect. That's perfect. And, of course, uh, James has his show on here that's actually coming up at 10 o'clock tonight. So if you want to hear more about it, you can listen to his show at 10 o'clock. But you can either go to Trading Mad Easy. it's not Made Easy because that was taken, TradingMadEasy.com, or give them a call, 800-971-4160. That's 800-971-4160. Man, get out of that grind and start making some money. Help your family out. Maybe make this a full-time job and just go for it. Yeah, if you
1: do it right, it will be money in the
0: bank. There you go. Chad Holloway picking me up as usual. Good job. <laughs> Good job. All right. So it is, once again, SummerSlam has ended and Roman Reigns has survived. Well, one guy that didn't survive, Chad, was Vincent Kennedy McMahon. And, of course, we had already known that there were f- about four different settlements that had gone through. Of course, there was a three million one one that had started this whole thing that they found out about, the board found out about, it, and then an investigation got launched, found a few more, Took the total up to around 15 plus million. Well, now we got more trouble for Vince. And this is kind of big $14.6 million in expenditures that were unaccounted for. And oh, apparently, a lot what? Of money. Yeah, that's a lot of money. And apparently, what happened was there were more suits that Vince paid and settled out of his own pocket, but they were not reported as ex- company expenses. And when you're a publicly traded company, if you're moving $14.6 million and not reporting it as an expense, eh, the Securities and Exchanges Commission doesn't like that kind of stuff very much. We knew that at some point there was going to be another shoe that seemed like it was going to drop to when Vince finally retired last week, and this is part of it. Um, you You can't take those, hide those expenses like that. You just can't do it. I mean, you're... Because now they have to go back and they've got to revise all of their P&L statements from at least 2000. I think it was 18, either 18 or 19. And that is somewhat, you know, committing fraud towards your stockholders. Right. So that was what appeared to be the final straw when Vince retired last week. And, you know, we had the announcement before that, the Triple H, uh, Paul Levesque, who is married to his daughter Stephanie, of course, the former wrestler, you know, Hunter Hurst Helmsley, Triple H game, whatever you want to call him, takes over as the vice president, uh, executive vice president of talent relations, which means he's the one that is kind of the relay between management and the talent. And then Vince retires and he's appointed head of creative. So now he's doing all that. Stephanie is a co CEO with Nick Kahn. Uh, Stephanie is the chairman, official chairman of the board. And, you know, we, you know, I don't think we're going to see any changes quite overnight, but you know, one, you know, one tiny little thing that happened tonight. You know, we had you know, on SmackDown we had a long match. Then tonight we see Dakota Kai coming back after she had just been let go a couple months ago. Io Shirai, who had been buried and not used in NXT, is now back, and not only both of them back, but they're up on the main roster as opposed to being in NXT. Chad, what do you think? Do you? Uh, do you think we're going to see some massive changes, or you know, is Vince still going to be pulling some strings? How do you feel about this? As a yeah, longtime it's fan,
1: really interesting. In so let's not sugarcoat it. Vince McMahon, yes, he did quote unquote retire, but it was a face-saving measure. He was, if he didn't retire, he was going to get ushered out the door because of these serious allegations, as you mentioned. And this is a day and age where if you have skeletons in your closet, and they come out, and there's a good chance they will that you know it's it's career ending and for someone like vince mcmahon who's been in the industry for as long as he has and how he helped grow the wrestling business and as much uh, and all the ways that he did i'm sure he's got a lot of skeletons in his closet i'm curious to learn how and maybe we'll never will learn how they came out i heard a rumor out there in the wrestling verse and again i'm not very tied into it but i heard like is it possible that a Triple H and Stephanie McMahon let this information slip as a kind of power grab to move into these positions. And then doing these things storyline-wise, as you just mentioned, which we know Vince McMahon didn't care for, kind of going against his wishes, would suggest that they don't care or value uh, his input or the, uh, you know, the things that he had
0: instituted under his reign and they're ready to do their own thing. And it doesn't help when Triple H is running NXT and you pull that away from him and, of course, he did have the heart issue, too, so he's been out for a while. Nearly died. But NXT gets turned into NXT 2.0 with the rainbow colors like somebody splotched everything, and they're going with all young wrestlers' direction of, we're not hiring any more independent wrestlers, which Triple H helped build NXT on. He had a mix of indie wrestlers, who people that wrestle on smaller promotions, and people that they had brought in and, and just mixed it all, mixed them all together. And it had been very successful. Uh, I loved watching NXT. But then Vince didn't like that because he doesn't like the small guys. He wanted, you know, the six, the 6'4", 265 monsters. And a lot of the independent male wrestlers are smaller guys. And he didn't like it. And so that got thrown out the window and Triple H is out. Then you have Shane McMahon, the controversy with the Royal Rumble, where he... Planned the rumble match and put himself in the final four. It rubbed everybody the wrong way, and Shane gets ousted from the company. And apparently, Vince had said, "Hey, as long as I'm here, man, he's not Shane's out." So he wow. gets rid of his own son. I didn't know that part of the the whole story. Then Stephanie gets fired from her role. They had given her extra responsibilities because they had let somebody else go, and then and you know put her with marketing and all that kind of stuff and sales. And Vince says, "You know what? You're not cutting it." First, they said it was family, you know, a family leave kind of thing, but it turned out he fired his own daughter too. Now, how many family members can you fire? Plus, the, the McMahon marriage—a eh, little, a little bit of a sham. You don't think that there was a little bit of uh, Game of Thrones, as I like to say, going on with that it's gang? Funny you
1: say that, because that's exactly
0: what was going through my mind. So. All of a sudden, you know, this and supposedly a friend of the first person that was the paralegal got, you know, brought it to a board member's attention. Maybe, maybe not. But of course, I'm sure that everybody in WWE in management knew about all this stuff. So is there a possibility that Stephanie and Triple H called the Wall Street Journal and broke the story and off we went? As we'd say in poker, there's a non zero chance.
1: (laughs) Yes, there is a chance.
0: So but, but it is, it is going to be a new day an era in professional wrestling at this point. I mean, I was, I was saying on our show last week that, you know this raw that came up, even though Vince did write it, you it's the first WWE event that I'd ever seen without Vince McMahon involved as he was you, know, his dad was still running it a little bit. Vince was uh, a commentator, took over the company in 1982 after his father got sick. And they bought him out. And to, I, I've never seen a WWE show without Vince McMahon, obviously, having involvement. That's crazy. I mean, he's he actually did the first thing where he did a ring announcing, I think it was, in 1969, when I was born. So Vince has been there the whole time. That is that is something. And you know, obviously he revolutionized the industry, but brought down by um, some picadillos, shall we say. <laughs> as many men have been, um,
1: great, powerful men. Uh, and as you mentioned, it's a, it's a new chapter, a new day for WWE, and it will be interesting to see where it goes from here, especially now that they have, uh, from, again, just a wrestling fan's perspective and somebody new, uh, rather new to the industry, um, with AEW. I, I'm new, newer to AEW. You turned me on to it. I didn't start watching it until six months ago. But I immediately became impressed with the product and the show and the wrestling and the and the characters that they have going on there. And I thought, wow, this this in my opinion could be a better product. Uh, I'm not as familiar with the roster and things like that yet, uh, so I haven't I you know fully transitioned over there. I still am watching and enjoying WWE, but I, I can definitely I just feel like this is the first time WWE has had serious competition since WCW in those Monday Night Wars that happened in the late 1990s. Right. And
0: you know, I what I am anticipating and I think maybe we did get a little taste of it on SmackDown was we're going to get to see more wrestling and a little less sports entertainment. From Triple H, you know, obviously Vince was involved and in, you know, obviously you know was in the storylines with Steve Austin and so on. But, you know, Triple H was a wrestler that came up through WCW and then ended up in WWE and has been doing this forever. He's got a good relationship with uh, the performers at WWE, and I really think that you're going to see more of a stress on the wrestling and less of a stress on the goofy stuff, even though we did see Max Dupree show up again tonight at SummerSlam. (laughs)
1: Yeah,
0: and and his sister's in it now too, right? Maxine Dupree? Yeah, and, and that was the thing Vince pulled... Pulled, uh, he was formerly Eli, Eli Drake, who was the Impact Champion, uh, and LA Knight in NXT. They made this goofy gimmick where they took a couple guys and they're the maximum male models. But they had Max Dupree running this group, and then Vince just pulled him off it last week. Well, guess what? And then replaced him with his sister, Maxine, who was a developmental talent in NXT. Well, guess what? He's back now. So, obviously, that decision got overruled. Right. I think that's one of the things as a
1: fan that I had kind of grown frustrated with in WWE. Uh, There were certain storylines that they just didn't give enough room to breathe or enough time to mature. They would just pull the plug willy-nilly on it, and all of a sudden you'd have this storyline that had maybe been running for several weeks, and it just disappears, Mm -hmm. or the character goes off the air. And that was frustrating to me as a viewer. Uh, You know, Not all of them work, of course, but I do like to see a little more follow-through.
0: Yeah, and I have a feeling that's going to happen now because – if if you don't know Vince McMahon was notorious for for example on Day of Raw or SmackDown, the script was done and he would it would get to be noon or one o'clock in the afternoon, and he's taking the script and basically ripping it to shreds and making all these changes all day long. And he's been known to even do it right up to airtime. And that had to be so difficult for the performers because obviously, you know, you're trying to make sure that what you do on television is going to work and you're prepared and all of a sudden it's gone and then it's gone again and then it's back and then it's gone again and I have a feeling that that kind of stuff is going to end I think that you're going to you've got most a lot of the old guard is out of there now Bruce Pritchard's still with the company and part of creative but he's not in charge of that anymore and of course you got John Nitis, who was the, uh, the VP of talent relations he is gone because he got involved in that whole thing plus not, not the most friendliest to the uh, to the uh, performers at WWE, and now the rumor is that the longtime producer Kevin Dunn, who handles all the broadcasts and everything that goes along with it, he could be on the outs because apparently Stephanie doesn't like him. And honestly, I will not would not miss Kevin Dunn with his crazy epileptic cuts when there's a a fight scene and crazy stuff and all the stupid animations and everything. You know, like Matt Riddle having the doves fly out of his buttocks when he's getting in the ring and all this kind of stuff. I I hope that goes away. I hope that goes away. I'm praying to God. Please! Please! (laughs) But Kevin Dunn also, some remarks are coming out from Kevin Dunn where he had already, in A.J. Lee's book, who's married to CM Punk, had already said that, you know, you're not attractive and sexy enough to be the women's champion. Um, And then said that A lot of that about kind of thing about Becky Lynch, who ended up being carrying carrying the company for three years. Uh you know, that she wasn't attractive enough to be the WWE women's champion. I mean, that that attitude has just you gotta get
1: it out of there. You gotta get it out. You need fresh blood. Industries change. You know, I was just re-watching, I mentioned to you off the air that I was rewatching on Peacock old WCW episodes recently. And while well, I was enjoying it and seeing some of the familiar faces from when I was a kid, some of the storylines and the things that were being said w- would not pass muster in this day and age. No. It would be immediate cancellation or somebody would be getting fired. Back then, 20, 25 years ago, um, it was a different time. And if, so when you have these old school executives who maybe are still stuck in that time, trying to adapt in an ever-changing and evolving industry and world, it's hard to do.
0: Yeah, and I think, I think one thing that's going to be a bigger, a big benefit to performers in WWE is John Laurinaitis hated women's wrestling. He couldn't stand it. I it, you almost have the feeling that if those guys could have, they would have gone back to the bra and panties match days, and you know, not taken women's wrestling seriously anymore. And you had seen it kind of dropping off under Laurinaitis, and Triple H is the exact opposite. So I think the female performers are going to benefit. And then you wonder, will Sasha Banks and Naomi be coming back? They're actually doing an autograph signing at a convention next week. Both of them now. And you wonder if the call's not going out to beg those two to return. And you would have to feel like it's going to be a different atmosphere for them because obviously the two big run-ins they had that caused that whole thing that they left were with Vince McMahon and John Laurinaitis. So now you've got Triple H and Stephanie. That's a totally different ballgame. So won't be surprised if Sasha and Naomi are reinstated and come back to WWE, I would think. Yeah, I think that's a
1: good point, and I wouldn't be surprised uh, as well. And I also think maybe this is an opportunity for the new regime to revisit some past decisions. Maybe some people who uh, other people who were let go that did offer a lot of value maybe weren't utilized right and can be brought back. I know one for me that just sticks out. And, again, not deep. I don't have inside knowledge. I'm not that big of a fan. I'm not tied into the industry like you, and I'm sure a lot of listeners are. But I always liked Ron Strowman. I thought, you know, this was a a big guy. I liked his character. I liked
0: his feel. And I was shocked when he got let go. Yep. There's going to be a lot of changes. Real quick, Chad, we got about uh, 30 seconds Tell us, everybody, what's going on at Poker News real fast. Yeah,
1: so Poker News is the largest online website when it comes to all things the game of poker. We just finished up our coverage at the World Series of Poker here in Vegas, but we're not done because there are events all over the world that we will be at capturing the action and bringing it
0: to fans so they can keep on top of everything. You can follow him at Chad A. Holloway on Twitter. He has my my old Twitter handle. i got to bring that one back. Also has the pretentious middle initial as well. (laughs) <laughs> so good job. Chad, thanks for joining me tonight. Really do appreciate it. Always a blast, buddy. I appreciate being here, and I'm sure it won't be the last time. Yep, just moved to Vegas. And, of course, you can follow our show at Mark Hoke Show, Facebook the Mark Hoke Show, Twitter Mark Hoke Show. We're dot com. We're going to be upgrading some stuff, all sorts of great stuff happening. And, of course, don't forget tomorrow you get to listen to me, Andrew Fishfane, and Joe DeFalco going through all this stuff, review of SummerSlam, AEW happenings going on, A whole ton of news. So everybody, thank you for joining us tonight. Harvey Hyde and the Trojan Football Report is up next. Thanks for joining us here on KDWN 101.5 FM, 720 AM. Have a safe Saturday night.